Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. I thought I would keep with the theme of lights today and just have a bit of a closure talking about the power of the lights of Christmas. How many here have put your Christmas tree and put your lights up? How many have done that already? Okay, okay, a lot better than it was two weeks ago when I asked. That makes sense. And how many still are going to put something up? You haven't yet. You're going to. Okay, that's about half and half. That's interesting. About half and half. And thank you for doing that. Um, we are um, we're going to talk about the different lights and just the light or two that uh, are around Christmas. We thought we would take a moment, and you will see the uh, different lights. I'm going to actually be starting at the far side. So purple, amber, green, gold, blue, white, and red. Typically colors. Now, not all of those do you necessarily associate with Christmas, but I'm going to hazard a guess. Probably most of those colors, if not all of them, are somewhere either on your tree or will be on your tree or on your lights outside, if you put lights outside, or wherever you place your lights. And so we wanted to just take a moment. When you see lights, and this is really where my heart is, that when you see the different lights at Christmas, often we think of maybe just really maybe nothing. We just think, oh, that's a brilliant light. You know, we like the reds. We like the maybe the bright blues or whatever the colors that stand out at Christmas time. I'm going to encourage you to think something beyond that because there's a scripture found in John chapter 8, verse 12, and it says this. When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Everybody say that together with me. I am the light of the world. He is the light. He didn't say, there's light on me. He didn't say, I like lights. He didn't say, the world has lights. He said, I am the light. Out of him emanates light. And then he says, whoever follows me will never, I like that word, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What does that mean? He's the light of the world. What does it mean that if we follow Jesus, we will never walk in darkness? I'm just going to go through a number of things because he testifies and the scriptures testify to what that means. So we're going to take a number of scriptures, and I think each one of these carries meaning that we can take home this day. Trust that you will do that. First of all, I want to talk about the far candle here. I'm going to light it. The far candle is, I'm going to make reference, it's purple, the light of prophecies. And 2 Peter chapter 1 says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as the light that shines in darkness until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Maybe you're experiencing something right now that you have yet to see the promise come to pass. You're believing in a promise. You're believing in something. You've been praying. Your heart has been longing and And it's something that maybe God has birthed in your heart and you are longing for it. I want to suggest that the first light that we are represented here, purple, speaks of the light that shines in a dark place. 
for years and years, century upon century. The people had believed there would come a Messiah. That's why we celebrate Christmas. The Messiah came. And we look back 2,000 years, but for century upon century, they looked ahead. Would the Messiah come? Would there be one who could take away the sins of the world? Would there be one who would bring us back into right standing with God? And so purple was a prophecy. It was a prophecy that came true. God's word came true. And I want to just bring that home. Not only today the word of God is true, but maybe there's a promise in your own heart that you've been believing God for and you are waiting for the promise. It gets to do with your family, your work, your health, and you're holding on to something. May we embrace the light of the prophecies. The second light is the amber, and it's the light of deliverance. The light of deliverance. Found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When we think of amber, we think of the sun. Amber color. It's bright. The stars, often we think, is amber. And we know that 1,400 years before Matthew chapter 2, before Christ was born, 1,400 years in the book of Numbers was a promise that said that there would come a new star and it would break the power of the enemy. Back in the day, they often looked to the stars for the answers to life's problem. But there was a prophecy saying that there would come from the star. I mean, you know the story of the wise men who looked up and saw a star in the east and they followed the star. And the picture here is that he would deliver you. He would deliver you from the power of addiction, from the power of darkness, from the power of oppression, whatever it might be. He is the deliverer. What a beautiful picture. The light that shines in Christ is the deliverer of all things. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, For this purpose, the Son of Man manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He's our deliverer. Maybe this month you need deliverance. You need to be set free from an oppressive, an oppressive darkness in your life or that's surrounding you. He's our deliverer. He has come. The third light I want to draw attention to is the green and it's the light of life. We think of green as oftentimes springtime, trees, the leaves, the grass, green. Speaks of life. And in this picture here, John chapter 1, 3, all things were made through Christ, and without him nothing was made that was made. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Green pictures all living things. We live in a very purposeless time. Much in our society tells us that, well, we came from a blob and we just evolved, but when we die, that's the end of all things. Well, I want to suggest that's just not true. We have a creator who created all things. And because he's created all things, he created all things for a purpose, not just to exist and to cease but everything is created with a purpose. And when he created mankind, he created us living purpose. And so when we look at green this Christmas, may we maybe acknowledge that he has created me. He's created you. He's created all these wonderful boys and girls who did an amazing job and, 
and created all of us with a purpose. God has given us purpose, and that gives us something to get up and live for every single day. There's purpose in our life. Maybe you struggle to see that purpose. May, when we see green, we see purpose. Well, the next candle I have here is the gold candle. Speaking of the glory of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For it, is the, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Did you see that? Who has shone in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus. When Jesus came, we saw God's glory. I think of when we've been really into sports these days and a lot of things happening in the sports world. I think of the Olympics. And when you're in the Olympics and you compete in the Olympics, you don't compete to, to win a bronze. You don't even compete to win a silver. You compete to win what? You're going after the gold. Now, you might only get the other, but you compete for the gold. Why do you compete for the gold? You compete for the gold because the gold is excellence. The gold is the best. You want to be the best. You want the gold. And, and the picture here of the light of God's glory is his glory is of the best. When he gave us the sun, he gave us the best. There's no second best. There's no silver in it. There's no bronze in that. It's the gold of his glory. Everything he poured into that. Gold is the color of excellence. And excellence is not determined by perhaps how skilled you are. It's determined that God saw gold in all of us. The light of his glory. It's worth discovering God's glory so that his excellence would come forth. Well, the next light here is the blue light. And blue often represents the picture, the color of our world. You see pictures of our planet from outer space. Because of our oceans, they call it the blue planet. Of all the planets, planet Earth is called the blue planet. And the picture of blue is the picture comes from this text found in John chapter 8, verse 12, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the Bible talks about that this world is where God poured out his affections on this blue planet. He poured out his affections. And it's the light of the world. And, and his, his delight is in this world. It's in us. It's in people. Bible says there's no name under heaven by which we can be saved but through Christ Jesus. By lighting this candle, we're saying I'm receiving the light of eternal life. Not just life while I live here however many years, but eternal life. Not only in this world, but in that which has come. Eternal life in Christ Jesus. The next light here I want to demonstrate is the white. The light of immortality. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. White, this picture of white speaks of clarity. The gospel is not complicated. The good news is not complicated. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't work your way. You can't make penance to, 
to please God. It's a free gift of salvation for all who would come. It's a free gift. And so why does simplicity, it's purity, it's clarity. Don't make it complicated. We have a tendency as people to make things so complicated, but it's not. There's only one way to the Father. That is through Jesus Christ, his Son. It's a simple message. It's a simple gospel message. Not earned, not deserved, but freely given for those who would simply come. Maybe today we just need to simplify a few things when it comes to the Lord. I want to talk at that's called God's grace. His grace means he offers it freely. Come and receive my free gift. What a great thing we could have today and this Christmas season to embrace the grace offered to come freely and receive from him. Well, the last one is the red candle. And the red candle is the light. I'm going to call it the light of truth. John chapter 3, right after that great text, For God so loved the world. Just a few verses later in verse 19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that their deeds would be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth, there it is, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. So if you want to live by deception and foolishness, stay away from the light. But if you want to come into the light, whoever lives by truth, verse 21, comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Red is the light that tells us in this world oftentimes there's potential danger. Uh, you know, if you're in a, in a facility and red lights are flashing, that might not be good news. I often will use, when I have kind of, you know, that inside conscience warning system, I'll say, there was a red light flashing. And that's just in my, my heart. There was a red light, something happened. A red light began to flash. It's that warning light. When we drive out of here, we come to a stoplight. The red tells you to stop. We stop signs are in red. Red, the picture of red I want to draw is when we face the truth, it should cause us to slow down and stop and pause and think. Think about this. Slow down. Think about this. Consider what you're doing. And when we get through all these lights, we ultimately come to this part. We need to stop and consider consider all these things. Just don't keep going, but slow down. There's a warning involved in here. Consider what's being given. I want to suggest in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. And the reason is, is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's Christmas. So, as we follow through the sequence, Jesus, the purple, Jesus speaks into your darkness. He breaks the bonds of the enemy. Green, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. He has made you gold in excellence. Excellence, because he made you after his image. And in blue, you have eternal life. So that in the white, by God's grace, by his grace, you can receive all that he has for you. So that when we get to this place, when we face the truth, the Bible says the truth will set you free, but you need to stop, consider, have you embraced God's grace for you?
I trust that as we go through Christmas this year, thinking of maybe these seven different aspects of God's light, because he declares himself as the light of the world. What does that mean? Well, I think it means this, and it means probably a whole lot more. But this is something to give me rejoicing, to let my heart rejoice this year. I'm going to invite that as we pray and just close our time in prayer, that you would open your heart. God, maybe this light right here, the red, we stop and we consider what you are doing, that we would embrace you. So, Father, I thank you, God, that we have so great a salvation and that, Lord, you have granted us the picture of you demonstrating that you are the light of the world. God, I pray every man, I pray every woman, I pray every teenager and child here this morning that as we just look at these seven simple little principles that we embrace you as the God of eternal life, granting us life and truth in your grace. We receive that this Christmas. May we not get caught up in all the trimmings, caught up in all the commercialism. Lord, the giving is good, but Lord, you've given us the greatest gift. May we receive the light that you have given us. Grant it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca.